0: hey hello how are you thank you so very much for being here this morning i am so grateful that you are here thank you so very very much i just wanted to come and check upon you guys and see how everybody is doing and i'm hoping that you guys are in a good place this morning. I am author, speaker, Diane Lubran. I am the founder of lubranbooks.com Please check out my website so you can learn a little bit more about me. I'm gonna try (laughs) not to be too long this morning, but what I want to talk to you about is prayer we say it all the time prayer is simply communicating with God prayer we gotta pray especially in this time we must pray we gotta pray we can't make it without prayer so many people can't sleep at night have to take uh, prescription drugs because they can't sleep at night because they don't have a sound mind as we see so many people are committing suicide because they feel like they don't matter and they don't have a voice in this world. Uh, I was talking to somebody this morning and I think they say they apprehended a young person about 17 years of age who was about to commit a crime, a school shooting or something, and it is so sad that when we hear these things that it, it it's it's no longer it's like oh my God, I can't believe it it's just like really again, so there is not anything there that makes us sit and and think, and and our heart goes out to them. It, It has become the norm. And we talk about it, and we talk to others about it, and I can hear Bishop Jakes in my head even now, but we are talking to the wrong people. We want to talk to somebody, but we are talking to the wrong body, the body that we need to talk to. I guess because we can't see him and we never truly have had the opportunity to have a relationship with him that it's kind of, it's like he's not there. He he's not there. He's not listening. The enemy will have us to think that our God is this absentee landlord, an absentee father. Maybe he'll show up to pick me up this weekend. Maybe not. I need the plumbing to be fixed. Maybe he'll come fix it. Maybe not. And 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 the, the enemy wants us to think that our God is not a a sure thing, a sure place. And so many of us have forfeited prayer for medicine. Oh God, not that a preach. So many of us has forfeited prayer for for sleeping pills and and prayer for a little drink it drink, a little red wine, a, a little sip sip, but nobody wants to just say, you know what God, this is it. I ain't got nobody to talk to but you. And we tend to make prayer the last resort rather than our first line of defense. I had someone who messaged me and and I had someone who called me and they said, Diane, you know, this is happening. My baby tried to commit suicide and somebody else, my, uh, my family member just collapsed. And I had another one. Uh, somebody went in for a, a, a simple procedure and something major happened and everybody pray for me, pray for me, pray for me. Now, I don't have no problem with praying for people. I do believe God have gifted me with the gift of prayer. I truly believe that God has just called me to pray. I can't sing, I can't write poetry, you know, I just simply believe God has called me to pray and that is quite alright with me because when I get to praying, I enjoy the fellowship that I get with the Lord. I enjoy knowing that I have a one-on-one audience with the Lord and can nobody take his attention away from me right now. We... Have got to pray. Prayer does not just change some things. Prayer changes everything. I think it's James that says, The prayer of the righteous, it availeth much. The prayer of a righteous man, of a righteous woman, has tremendous power the prayer of a righteous man and of a righteous woman god cannot ignore his ears are not his ears are not shut to hear them now let me say that i don't know who is listening i don't know who this message is going to get to if you are not saved don't think God is not going to hear you when you come to him. But this is the prayer that God is looking for. He is looking for the prayer that says, Lord, forgive me. I come and I repent. (coughs) And I ask that you be my Lord and Savior. Excuse me, I got to get some water. That you be my Lord and Savior. I repent. I turn my back on the world. And the Bible tells us that the Lord hears the, what we call the repentive prayer, but he will not hear the prayer of a sinner. And when I first heard that, I was like, but, but how does how does that make sense? That does not make sense. And it's true. If I send my child to you and you don't know my child, And you're feeding your children. You're going to be like, wait a minute, who are you? I need to know who you are. I need to know where you come from. I need to call the police. Somebody figure out what's going on here. We don't just invite people in our house that we don't know. We don't just invite people at our table and feed them that we don't know. We got to have a relationship. And that's what the Bible is saying. God does not hear the prayers of a sinner because there's no relationship. But when we have a relationship, we can talk and we can commune and we can have a communication. So if you are not saved, I pray that you give your soul to the Lord. But. Those of us who are safe, prayer is such a precious commodity. Prayer is something God has freely given to us. You know, we say salvation is free, <laughs> but that's not true. Salvation is not free. Salvation had never been free. If you go back into the days of the Old Testament, Adam and Eve, their covering was not free. Something had to die. Something had to give up life. And the most expensive thing, which you cannot put a price on, so I can't even say the most expensive thing, is life. You can't put a, a, a dollar value on life. You cannot put a dollar value on On blood, and that's what God did. He allowed His Son Jesus to die for us so we can come boldly to the throne of grace. And we have this opportunity and we have this gift from God. And I'm telling you this because I'm guilty of it too. And there are some days we don't even pray. Some days, we don't want to pray. We've done all of our running around. We've done everything that benefits us in the natural, but we leave behind our spirit. We leave behind our uh, our soulish men. And you know, like I know, baby, our soul needs some for real, for real prayer. Our soul, our mind has to be constantly renewed. Uh, uh, Corinthians tell us that we have to renew our mind. We have to, and the way we renew our mind is through the word of the Lord. And then when we come to God in prayer and we ask him, I need you to renew my mind. By the renewing of our mind, the more you renew your mind to the mindset of Christ, the more you realize, the more you see, you know what? I can't do this without Christ. Because I don't know if you've ever had a day when you were just sitting back chilling and something you did 10, 15, 20, 30 years ago came back to your mind like it just happened yesterday. (laughs) like it just happened yesterday, you can go back in your mind, you can salivate, you can go back in your mind, you can smell, you can feel, you can taste, oh my god, I remember, boy, that cake was off the train, see, my thing, you want to be my friend, get me some really good chocolate cheesecake and we can be friends, (laughs) we can be friends, and some days, honey, I remember one time, I, I I was on a fast for, I was doing a, a three-day, just liquid fast, and y'all, I sat down, and in my eyes, I promise you, I saw chicken thighs well cleaned in a bowl, and I just saw pieces of, of <laughs> pieces of seasoning uh, just all over that chicken getting ready for me to stew that bad boy. It was so real in my mind. And for me, it was that, but for some people it's the abuse that they suffered. It's, it's that man beating on them is that child going through that sexual uh molestation is that child going through that physical and emotional abuse many many days in my mind the things my ex-husband did to me it will come back to my mind things other people did to me it will come back to my mind and then i had to i had to 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 learn scriptures and whenever those thoughts would come I would say the scriptures over and over for God has not given me the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And and I would go through these different scriptures. And by the time I say three, four times, I'm like, what was I thinking about? Because that's what the word will do. The word will clean our mind. The word, that's how it brings us peace. Because when we... When we are in a place where we don't have peace, when we go to God and we say, Lord, I don't have peace. I need you to to, to to give me a peace of mind. In prayer, we ask God for a peace of mind. In prayer, we ask the Lord God, restore the joy of my salvation. I haven't been happy, God, in a while. I've been on this rampage. I've been mad, vexed, upset. The kids just do anything it gets on my nerves i can't stand my spouse god what is going on and when we go to god in prayer and we go to god honestly honestly god will begin to reveal stuff to us one of the things that god brought me out of and i can't even say brought me out of because he just taught me something last week that i learned about me and it has to do with rejection people who have suffered rejection i just learned i had separation anxiety i just learned that i just realized that is what has been happening to me my fiance he does a lot of traveling and and When he's leaving, I hate it when he's leaving. When he has to go, I dread the days as they get closer and closer for him to leave. And every time he leaves, a day or two before he leaves, I get this attitude. I get mad at him and it's not mad at him. I get mad that he's leaving me behind. Although I know he's getting on a plane and he's coming back. I just cannot shake the fact that he's leaving me behind and the Lord just showed me. It's separation anxiety. And that stems from the rejection you have suffered. And guess what I've been doing lately? I've been praying and pleading the blood of Jesus over my mind. Give me a clean mind. Restore my mind. I plead the blood of Jesus over my mind. Regulate my mind. Give me the mind of Christ. And you know the mind of Christ have nothing but positivity, but a holiness, but joy. Then when you have a mind of Christ, you walk in a place where others cannot walk. You see yourself in a way that others don't and cannot see themselves when you have the mind of Christ you move and you operate in ways people who don't have the mind of Christ cannot operate so i'm i'm here praying Lord, my mind, I need a clean mind, creating me a clean heart and renewing me a right spirit. I need the mind of Christ. I need to know what to do, when to do it, how to do it, who to do it to and who not to do it to, who to be with, who not to be with. And when we go into prayer and we say unto the Lord, I'm having some issues here. I'm having some issues with my mind, God, and, and I need you to fix it. I shouldn't be thinking like that. I shouldn't be thinking, God, of throwing nobody off the train. I, I shouldn't be thinking, God, of, of bringing a hurt to anybody. That's not the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ is it's a powerful thing because it's, the Bible tells us it's with the mind. We serve the Lord. So if you don't have a good mind, guess what? We can't serve the Lord the way we are to serve him. So when we come into prayer, see, that's the beautiful thing about prayer. When you come to prayer, can't nobody tell you how to pray. You give it to God just the way you're feeling it. They can't tell you, you should put a period here, you should have put an exclamation mark right here. No, that's not a verb. That's a, Can't nobody tell you how to pray. You come to the Lord and you say, Lord, this is it. That's how God gave me the idea for my Dear God journal. After I got through praying one day, I was laying across the bed and I thought about it. And because God has given me the gift of prayer, people always say, how do you pray like that? Who taught you how to pray? And I found out I had that gift by accident. (laughs) I found out I was called to prayer by accident. I didn't know there was such a thing called the gift of prayer. I mean, I heard of intercessors, but the gift of prayer, I didn't know that. But you said, you just put everything together and everything just flows. And I was like, oh, I just pray. When I pray, God give it to me and I say it. And that's just how I pray. So I was laying across the bed. And I thought about that, and the Lord gave me the idea why not put together a journal and make the journal in the format of a letter. And they can write a letter to me. So I thought about it. I said, that's a good idea. So when you get my journal, when you open it, it's not just blank pages. It gives you a place to put your date. It starts off for you, dear God, and you fill in the rest. Dear God, today I had a rotten day. I worked so hard, God, on this project, and I put everything in this project, God. And when I took it to my boss, she basically laughed in my face. Dear God, today I went to the doctor, and I know you say don't fear, but God, I got in fear, and the cancer came back. Dear God, my children, God, I've been praying, and God, I've been calling on you and god i've i've been trying dear god today was such an awesome day lord i just thank you the minute i opened the door a bird started singing i know it was you serenading me dear god you healed me today i just want to think whatever it is that you want to tell the lord that's what that journal is about so you can talk to god however you want to talk to if you want to pray In whatever your nationality is, your language is, if you want to pray in English, Spanish, French, Ebonics, (laughs) whatever your prayer is, that's how you pray. But we have got to pray, we have got to come to the place where we realize it's prayer that's gonna take us through. I don't know how old you are, but I remember back in the days when we had prayer in school, when we would pray and our father, which art in heaven, when we would pray, we would say the pledge of allegiance and, and growing up in the Caribbean, my country taste of the sweet land of Liberty. We, we said our uh, Virgin Island anthem. We prayed The the you know what I'm saying? And we didn't have no school police. We didn't have any metal detectors, we did not have any shooting. We, the only thing, the only violence you had in school growing up is a good fist fight. Because you stepped on my finger on the monkey bar. Or when it was my turn to swing, you didn't get off on time, so I pushed you. And that's where the fight got on. We didn't, Ain't nobody brought no knife, no gun to school. We, if we couldn't handle the bully, we say, Oh, okay, I'm gonna tell my sister on you, I'm gonna tell my brother on you. And when we get out the bus, big brother, big sister is waiting. You've been troubling my little brother, little sister. And but now, children are bringing weapons to school, and now we keep saying it's a mental, a mental sickness. And I do understand that the world is in darkness and the things of the spirit, they cannot understand. But the truth of the matter is, this is not a mental issue. It's a spiritual issue. It's the enemy that have captured the minds Of our young people is the enemy that have captured the mind of the adults who are committing suicide. And because it's not a natural thing, we try to, we try to, to medicate it and you cannot heal the spirit with medicine. There is only one person that can heal the spirit and that's because he's a spirit. He knows how to deal with our spirit and that's God. There is only one person who knows exactly how our psyches work because he created it. He made it. That is God. There is only one person that can bring absolute deliverance in the mind and that's God. Diane, how do you know medicine does not work for the mind? Because they tell you, you have to stay on it. And the minute you get off of it, folks go go. Folks flip out. Folks go back to the way they were, and some of them get even worse. If you didn't listen to my uh, podcast yesterday, listen to it. I spoke very candid about being suicidal very candid, how the enemy had my mind telling me to jump off that building, telling me to lean back on the doors of the train so I can fall. And he's like, the train is doing about 60 to 80 in the tunnel. By the time your body hit the ground, you won't even feel it. I'm on the 20th floor and he's telling me how to jump and try landing like this. And I'm telling you, just like I'm talking to you, it's the same way I can hear his voice. And when I heard about Andrea Yates and she killed her five kids and she said, God told her to kill them. I was like, no, no, no. I, I heard that voice and I went to my boss's office and I told her, I said, MC, guess what? I say, Andrea Yates. I say, I believe her. Because I heard the words myself. She looked at me and she told me, yes, she too. And I'm thinking like, wait a minute. Now, the reason why I was going to church, but I never got the revelation to pray and ask God to give me his mind. I never got the revelation that I was able to wash my mind in the blood of Jesus. I did not know God even cared about my mind. I just thought he cared about my soul and that your mind now you got me. I just was so more concerned about God being this mean God. And he just has this finger pointed. Diane, I'm just about sick of you, Diane. You keep messing up. You keep acting up, Diane. That lake and fire is just waiting on you. And I was talking to a friend this morning. And I say, man, the way we grew up, sometimes it's hard to to. To always accept the, the the grace message. See, when we talk about grace, we're not saying once save, always save. We're not saying once save, you can go out and you can do the life and live however you want. When we talk about the grace of God, we're saying the places you used to mess up. When you mess up, don't allow that to condemn you and leave you in a place where you don't want to come to God. That's the time you run to God in prayer. When my soul is so full, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. When I don't know what to do. When suicide seems to be the only way out. Because here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen. Suicide is temporary on this side of life. But it's eternal on the other side. Suicide may have you here gone, but if our souls are not right with the Lord, where does that soul go? So, can someone who's been in a place of continuous sin and habitual just sin, and all they are have no care about God is an atheist can care less about God, and life gets tough. And rather than coming to God, the enemy said to them, Now you know, there ain't no God, and they kill themselves. Now, what where is that? soul? we have got to pray, pray one for another. I pray. For our president. I pray for our president. I pray for his family. Because here's the thing. Whatever we may think about him. Guess what? He is still a child of God. Whoever likes him. Whoever don't like him. Whoever trusts him. Whoever don't trust him. The same Jesus. That took those 39 lashes on his back for me that had a crown of thorns on his head for me that got pierced in the side that got three nails in his body for me that same jesus guess who he did it for donald j trump so it doesn't matter what we think about him it doesn't matter what we think of the other people around the world we have got to come to a place and say lord this is a this is the enemy it's not these people fighting us. And that's how God delivered me out of unforgiveness. I had to realize it ain't them. It's that spirit that's in them that is fighting the spirit that's in me. But what they didn't know is greater is he that is in me than he that is in them or was in them. Prayer is such a precious gift from God. Prayer Doesn't cost you anything. It doesn't cost you anything. It costs nothing. Okay, Diane, so how do I pray? Some people stand up. Some people sit. Some people kneel. Some people bow. Some people prostrate themselves. Some people, my uncle, (laughs) my uncle walks and prays. He will walk that whole house, baby, while he's getting dressed in the morning getting his food ready, my uncle will walk that whole house in prayer, in prayer. Me, sometimes I kneel, sometimes I sit, sometimes I sit on the side of my bed, sometimes I lay down, I haven't laid down in a while because I had some serious issue with my neck and my spine, you know, sometimes I sit in the living room, I put the TV on a a Christian station, So the atmosphere can be right. And I sit right in my living room and I pray. Right in my bedroom and I pray. I'm in the bathroom, I pray. Pray, you can pray anywhere. In my car when I used to drive, I used to pray. On the bus, I used to pray. You can close your mouth and you can beat the devil head in. Because Psalms 139, he tells us that our God, He knows our thoughts are far off so we can sit and pray with our mouths shut and we are wreaking havoc on hell. We can be on the bus, on the train with your eye closed and you can just be there and your spirit can be praying And you are doing major warfare for your kids on the other side of the city, for your family across the world, and God still hears us. So this great opportunity that he has given us to pray, this great opportunity, this gift that he has given to us, let us not let it just sit there. But let us use it. And I'm telling you this. I'm telling that to myself. Because sometimes I pray and I really go in. And sometimes I don't. Sometimes I pray, you know. And, and, and I, to be honest with y'all, I pray to just feel like I've done my duty. But then after that, I always feel bad. So I know it wasn't in the right spirit. See how honest I'm with y'all? And a lot of people, because that's what Jesus talked about. You know when when they go to the whaling the the guy at the whaling wall the publican at the whaling wall and and the the was it a, a Pharisee whatever he was. And that publican, is beating his chest, not saying a word, not saying a word, just beating his chest. Like, Lord, look in here, look in here. And the Bible says, homeboy was saying, Lord, I'm glad I'm not like this publican. I pay my tithe. I go to church. I treat my wife right. I'm just going to add some more things. I pay my tithes. I, I I don't do this. I don't watch no porn. I don't beat on my wife. God, you see me, I only do the speed limit and and, and all this and that. And the publican is just there. And the Bible says that publican went down more just than the bragger, is what I'm calling him. More just than the bragger. See, some people, I can pray for an hour, but I don't always pray for an hour. Sometimes I go to God and I go in, and when I come out, it's 15, 20 minutes. And guess what? I've done what I was supposed to do the burden I go I release it I let it go I put it at God's feet that's what he called me to do some people will brag and say I pray for an hour to make other people feel bad not me sometimes I pray five minutes sometimes I pray ten minutes and I pray an hour I pray over an hour but I learn to take time out when it comes to prayer simply talk to God simply let him know what is on your heart. You don't have to let nobody know what you say to God. You and him. And the Bible tells us every tear that we cry, God collects them. So when you go and you, you give God everything in your heart, don't let the tears stop you. Or the tears make you feel bad. Or the tears is a sign of weakness. Let the tears flow. Because he's collecting those tears. And as he sees the tears. He remembers. As you write in the journal. Your prayers. Even if you were to go ahead and cry. With the pages of the journal. Guess what? He sees your tears. Our God can hear. What the ears of man cannot hear our God can see our heart he says man look on the outward appearance but God he looks at our heart thank you ladies and gentlemen so very much for being here if this is your first time hearing my podcast would you please go ahead and follow me make me one of your great favorites (laughs) So every time I come on, you know, you get it. If you're listening on Anchor or on uh, Pocket, I am so grateful. Thank you so very much. Don't forget, go to LubrantBooks.com, And there you can purchase any of my books, including my brand new uh, Dare God journal. If uh, you want to get it on Prime, you can go to... Amazon.com and you can get it from there. Uh, I thank you so very much for being here. I pray you guys enjoy the rest of your day. Use the gift of prayer. God gave it to you so you can always talk to Him. Never be afraid to go and talk to Him and tell Him what is on your heart. I thank you again. I love you so very much. As always, one love. That is the agape love of God. Thank you, everybody. Have a great day. Bye-bye.